Welcome to The Haunted and the Strange. I'm Amanda. And I'm Sean. Grab a drink, dim those lights, and stay a while. While we discuss everything. Well, haunted and strange. Hey everyone, welcome to The Haunted and the Strange. My name is Amanda. And my name's Sean. We are coming to you from two different sides of the pond. I am from Canada. And I'm from the UK. We are two friends who met online and quickly learned that our interests are similar. We are both into ghosts, cryptids, and all things that go bump in the night. We decided to team up and start a podcast to bring our favourites to you. We hope you enjoy. See you beneath yon cloud so dark, fast gliding along a gloomy bark. Her sails are full, though the wind is still, and there blows not a breath her sails to fill. Oh, what doth that vessel of darkness bear? The silent calm of the grave is there, save now and again a death knell rung, and the flap of the sails with night fog hung. There lieth a wreck on the dismal shore of cold and pitiless Labrador, where, under the moon, upon mounts of frost, full many a mariner's bones are tossed. Yon shadowy bark hath been to that wreck, and the dim blue fire that lights her deck doth play on as pale and livid a crew as ever yet drank the churchyard dew. To Dead Man's Isle, in the eye of the blast, to Dead Man's Isle she speeds her fast. By skeleton shapes her sails are furled, and the hand that steers is not of this world. O hurry thee on, O hurry thee on, thou terrible bark, ere the night be gone, nor let morning look on so foul a sight, as would blanch forever her rosy light. Have you ever heard the tale of the Flying Dutchman? I'm sure that you have, but here's a refresher. It is a legendary ghost ship that is never able to make port and instead is doomed to sail the seven seas forever and its appearance is believed to signal imminent disaster. The Flying Dutchman legend first appeared in the mid 16th century when sailors began writing of strange voices they heard while at sea. These voices were said to be the disembodied spirits of those lost at sea. This led to further folklore and the Flying Dutchman was born. The ship is captained by one Wilhelm van der Decken, who is working for the Dutch East India Company, sailing between the Netherlands and the East Indies, carrying silks, spices, and dyes from Asia to Europe. On one such journey, as Captain Vanderdecken returned to Amsterdam in a hurry, he decided to take the ship through the fastest route, which would lead them through a channel called the Cape of Good Hope, which is at the very southwesterly point of South Africa. Unfortunately, a horrible storm appeared, and during the storm, the crew begged for the captain to stop and return, as they were fearful for their lives. Now here the story gets a little bit decisive. In some earlier versions of the tale, the captain knew this route would be a mistake and tried to turn around, but could not due to the stormy, windy conditions. In later versions of the story, he refused to turn the ship around and continued into the storm. Some versions claimed that the captain was drunk, and others claimed that he was just insane. Of course, it's impossible to know the truth of the matter, especially so many years in the future. So I will leave it up to you to decide which version you like best. 
As the ship was now on a collision course with the storm, the Flying Dutchman had no way of turning back. Then, because the crew wasn't happy, they mutinied against the captain. They desperately tried to seize control of the ship and turn it back around, but there was no escape. The captain took matters into his own hands and killed the mutiny leader and threw his body off the ship into the storm waters. Once again, he was sailing the crew's fate as he muttered, until doomsday, under his breath in madness. Here again, we have multiple versions of the tale. In one, an angel appeared and challenged the captain's words. Vanderdecken, being defiant, said the words again and sealed the fate of himself, the ship, and the crew to sail the seas until the end of days. In other versions of this story, no angel appeared. Instead, the devil himself tricked the captain into sailing the oceans for eternity. However, the captain did get a clause for him to break the curse. If he could find a woman and get her to fall in love with him while she remained faithful, he could free himself and the crew. Because of this, he was allowed to go on land and search for the woman every seven years. Whichever version of the story you like the most, it remains that the Flying Dutchman found itself heading towards a storm and never came out the other side. Since this, the ship has been described as sailing worldwide, usually hovering just above the waves or coming out of the water beneath the other ships that spotted. In an early literary reference, the poem, Scenes of Infancy, written by John Layden and published in Edinburgh in 1803, talks of the superstition of mariners. He goes on to mention that in the area off the coast of Africa, the hurricanes are often ushered in by ghostly visions of the Flying Dutchman. In the film, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, the Flying Dutchman is referenced as well. In this telling, the ship was given to Davy Jones by the sea goddess Calypso, and he was given the duty of ferrying the souls who died at sea into the next world. After 10 years, Jones would be free to come back ashore to be with Calypso, who he loved. When Davy Jones finally came to shore, Calypso was nowhere to be found. This resulted in Jones carving out his own heart and locking it in the dead man's chest. Seems to be a little dramatic, but I'd be pissed off too. He didn't want anyone else to have control of his heart. He then abandoned his duty and decided to wreak havoc on the seas. He went on to unleash the Kraken on many other vessels. He also preyed on wayward sailors lost at sea who wished to avoid death and final judgment by recruiting them into his crew, where they would eventually become part of the Dutchman itself. A lot of the time, the stories of the Flying Dutchman go hand in hand with pirates, and there is a reason. Not only are pirates something to be feared even today, a reference to it being a pirate ship came in a poem published in 1812 by Sir Walter Scott. The poem mentions, Originally, a vessel loaded with great wealth, on board of which some horrid act of murder and piracy had been committed, and that the apparition of the ship is considered by the mariners as the worst of all possible omens. In ocean lore, the Dutchman is called the harbinger of death and impending doom for vessels that have sighted it. It is commonly believed that the Flying Dutchman was a 17th century cargo vessel. Reported sightings in the 19th and 20th centuries claimed that the ship glowed with a ghostly light. A well-known sighting was by Prince George of Wales, who would later become 
King George V. He was on a three-year voyage in 1880 with his brother, Prince Albert Victor of Wales, and their tutor, John Neil Dalton. They were aboard the HMS Inconstant after a damaged rudder was repaired in their original ship, the Batchet, as read from the logbook entry off the coast of Australia. 1881, July 11th. At 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. A strange red light, as of a phantom ship, all aglow, in the midst of which lights the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in the strong relief as she came up on the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from a bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarter-deck midshipman, who was sent forward at once to the forecastle. But, on arriving, there was no vestige nor any sign whatever of any material ship was to be seen, either near or right away, to the horizon, the night being clear and the sea calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her. The entry goes on to say, At 10.45 a.m., the seamen who had just this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the four top masts, cross trees, onto the top gallant forecastle, and was smashed to atoms. For most, this lends further credibility to the ominous sighting of the vessel among those who traveled the seas, and one, a British vessel, came near having a collision with the ghost ship on a stormy night in 1835, when the vessel was approaching under full sail, but then vanished suddenly. Another account of a sighting is recorded in the work of John D. MacDonald, this book was published in 1790, and it was named Travels in Various Parts of Europe, Asia, and Africa During a Series of 30 Years and Upwards. Not really the catchiest name for a book. One part of the book reads, The weather was so stormy that the sailors said they saw the Flying Dutchman. The common story is that the Dutchman came to the Cape of Good Hope in distress of weather and wanted to get into harbour but could not get a pilot to conduct her and was lost, and that ever since, in very bad weather, her vision appears. According to this, the ship is one that appears almost as a residual haunting would appear, as a vision to warn others of the dangers to come. Another famous incident occurred in 1939, when a group of people near Table Bay in Cape Town, South Africa, reported seeing the haunted vessel sailing towards the harbour under full sail that disappeared before reaching the shore. In 1942, according to Admiral Karl Donich of the German Navy, U-boats had logged sightings of the Flying Dutchman during their voyages east of Sioux. Also, in 1942, the Flying Dutchman was sighted by HMS Jubilee. Nicholas Montserrat, author of The Cruel Sea, was on watch and signaled to the ship but received no reply. He made a logbook entry that a schooner of an unknown class was moving under full sail, yet there was no wind. In 1943, four people in Cape Town saw the Dutchman disappear behind an island. Then, in 1959, the Stadt Megelhan had a ship appear in front of it on a collision course. Just as the ships were about to collide, the Flying Dutchman disappeared. A man was visible at the helm. During storms, the Cape Lighthouse often reports seeing the Flying Dutchman. The last recorded sightings of the Flying Dutchman that I have found were in the 1940s, and to be honest, that disappoints me. I love a good legend and wish I could find some more recent sightings. So, what has caused a seemingly abrupt stop to these tales being told? 
I believe this may be due to our better understanding of our world and science. Or maybe a curse was broken and the ship no longer needs to sail. Of course, once stories of sightings of the Flying Dutchman started spreading, people rushed to try to understand what it was that was being seen. Some just preferred to believe in the ghost stories, but others tried to find scientific explanations for what they saw. The best logical explanation for these sightings is a superior mirage, which is also called Fata Morgana. Fata Morgana is a type of mirage that is typically associated with the open ocean, but can also sometimes be seen on land. The name comes from an Arthurian legend and is named for the sorceress, Morgan Lafatte, who is said to be a witch and used these types of images to lure sailors into her traps. This type of mirage is responsible for a slew of unusual sightings, from flying ships to mountains in the middle of the ocean. In order for a Fata Morgana to appear, it starts with a mass of cold air close to the ground or surface of the water that is topped by a warm layer of air higher in the atmosphere. Although they can occur on land, they are more common on water because the water helps to form the cooler layer of air required. During a sighting, rays of light pass through the warm and cool air, mask and bend strangely, which makes the mirage appear. Typically, this image is from a real object, such as a far-off ship, but it is distorted. People have reported floating ships, ships that fly upside down, and also land masses that are not really there. Despite this explanation, many still believe in the existence of a ghost ship. I also think that sometimes, after long months at sea, our minds alone can be enough to conjure up sightings of an enemy ghost ship and other delusions. Whether these tales have any merit or not, I do not see them going anywhere anytime soon. In the heart of our society and culture, we are storytellers, and these tales, as scary as they might be, help us teach very valuable lessons. They warn about pride and greed, and too much time spent in solitude, and the worry of the unknown, and what might be waiting for us around the next corner. This is rooted deeply in our day-to-day. This tale will stand the test of time because the Flying Dutchman still may be traversing the seven seas in search of a few more souls to claim. The poem at the beginning is The Flying Dutchman by Thomas More. I got my information today from the Farmer Almanac, HistoryDefined.net, Wikipedia, Pirates.Fandom, Atlas Obscura, and Study.com. Uh, yeah, Flying Dutchman. I think uh, typical sea-worthy superstition, you know, traditions of seafaring vessels, all sorts of superstitions involved, aren't they? Uh, and I think the Flying right. Dutchman, I yes. think that's an embodiment of, of all the superstitions of, of sailors of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, uh, and I do think it's going to be one that's going to be around for a very long time. Oh, did you see the Flying Dutchman last night? And then, you know, yeah. well, we get people all worked up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is about sailors being so superstitious. Maybe it's being out at sea months at a time. Well, in the old days, months at a time. You know, a huge mm-hmm. storm comes along. They, they, they feel the need to blame it on something supernatural or spiritual. Right, right. And I think, too, like, even 
um, I don't know about current sailors, but even like, like the generation that's just a, like ahead of us or sorry, not ahead, like the generation older than us. So like yeah. the boomer generation, um, any naval men or naval women were very superstitious then too. I have an uncle that was, um, uh, in the, I don't know what he was. He was a sailor, but yeah. Yeah. Um, they're very, very, very superstitious. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a few superstitions here. Um, vessel must be named before going to sea. That's a huge superstition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One? And why do you think that is? I have no idea to be quite honest. No idea. Yeah. But huh. it's, yeah. So just something about the water. It's just, it makes everybody superstitious. There's another one as well where you, you you're not allowed on the vessel by stepping with your right foot. You cannot step on the vessel with your right mm-hmm. foot. That's hugely superstitious with that one. No redheads allowed. Well, and I would. So no gingers. Oh, yep. so that's in. The, that's, so no gingers. So, that's in the old days. So you're not you're not going on there. Well, I'm not. Full, okay, I'm not full you're not ginger. allowed on. Yeah. Okay, well, and like I always step with my right first, my right foot first, so I'm not allowed on. Yep. There's, there are, we're fucked. In, in, we're not getting on the boat. In really old traditions as well, there's no women allowed on on seafaring vessels. I think that's really old. Yeah. But okay, but I think that that was more than just like I think it was for them. It was bad luck, but I think it was bad luck too because it would cause the men to fight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause a bit of turmoil so on the ship. That's just my. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. So the other one. Bad. Bad luck to sail on a Thursday. Oh, oh I didn't know that. And that's that relates something yeah. to do with Thor, because it's Thor's day. So you've not apparently. Right. Bad luck to sail on a Thursday because it's the day that you should be celebrating Thor. Supposedly. Hmm. Uh, okay. There, there's all sorts of ones. First day, first Monday in April. I don't know why, but apparently that's superstitious. You're not allowed to sail on the first day in, in April. But, first Monday in April. Yeah. Huh. Strange. Very strange. Well, and then there's that, there's that saying that I always, and I still say it, pink at night, sailor's delight. Pink in the morning, sailor's warning. Yeah. We we say right, which is like the storms that are coming. Yeah, we say red sky at night, shepherd's delight. Over here, <laughs> same thing though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Red sky in the morning, okay. shepherd's warning. Okay. Ah. Okay. Well, yeah. If you're on a boat or if you're a shepherd, yeah, you yep. need to watch the skies. Yeah. Huh. That's so funny that it's that different, but it's sailors here. But maybe that's just a bad translation. It could well be, yeah. Yeah. I think with the the old days of sailing, there was a lot of immigration, weren't there? So swapping and changing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Loads of traditions being swapped. Right. Well, even yeah. Well, and even like uh, people's names were getting changed too. Yeah. Right. So like what... I know my my maiden name when like when my family came over, my maiden name was like slaughtered. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is what it is. Yeah. 
So what do you think of the uh, the Fata Morgana? The Mirage. Yeah, like I think that that's the Mirage. And, yeah. you know, I'd actually really like to see a Mirage. I think that'd be really cool. Or I would yeah. just not like to because I think I'd be tripping. <laughs> but the, the, I think the thing with the, the Mirage is on the sea. It, it's like... Um, yeah. It's it's amplifying what's in the distance, in the distance, you know, some mm-hmm. uh, yeah. geological or atmospheric phenomena. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's still, there is something there. So whatever's in front of you is being magnified. It might warp it a little bit. So if people, you know, they, right. they're saying that the, the Flying Dutchman could be the fatter Morgana, but there's still got to be something there that's mm-hmm. being amplified. Yeah. So what, whatever the, no matter, whatever these people are seeing, yeah. it, it is there. It's just being warped by whatever. Yeah, or there is still or even there. magnified or yeah, reflected off of like it could be something behind you that's getting reflected weird. Like water does weird things. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Is I think it was in China where it looked like there was a city in the sky. I think that was mm-hmm. one of these mirages. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when I was reading on this, that's what they had talked about was like sometimes it literally looks or mountains. Um, yeah. It'll be like a hillside somewhere, like on the shore, and it'll look like there's a mountain in the middle of the ocean. Just, just wild. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. I'd like to see. But I do wonder because water, you know how water is kind of like a conduit for like spiritual or, yeah, spirits. Basically, they say that. So yeah. I'm wondering if there's not. Maybe there is a ghost ship out there. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So I can't really, I can't really say either way. Well, I think there definitely could be some out there. The, the like mer- if there's going to be one, if there's, if there's going to be a ghost anything, it's going to be near water. Yeah. Because they, definitely. yeah. Like the, mm-hmm. what, what was that ship? The Mary Celeste. That's a ghost ship. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is. Still a that's physical a real ship. ghost ship. Yeah. But what what happened to the yeah. crew? Where were they? What happened? Uh, so there are ghost know. ships out there. Pirates, I think it was pirates. Mm. Yeah, there's so many ghost ships. What do you think of the sighting by uh, the Prince George of Wales? Like, is is you know, I think that that would be some of like these other people wouldn't be people to trust, but I think yeah. that that kind of an account from somebody like that would be and, and something to trust so what did, yeah. what did they see which, were they just was he a member of the the royal navy as well at that time I, I um, can't if he, he was in the royal yes. navy or not but, but I, for... I think i think he was cuz yeah. it was a three like him and his brother were on there for 3 years right so that's yeah i don't think they were just visiting like that was they were having like a stint yeah but even so, right. for a, for a member of the royal family to, you know, well, I'm not going to say they wouldn't lie, but they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't say something that they could be ridiculed for lightly. So I think if he, if yeah, he, and you know what, I think a lot of people, yeah, I think if he's if he's if he said it, I think he's probably seen it because you wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. in fear of being ridiculed. Especially being so right prominent in the royal family. Well, then again, exactly, yeah. Sometimes the, the uh, royal family. Then again, maybe things. he was just bored. 
Uh, yes, they sure have. You know. um, but yeah, he could have just been bored. He could have just been, he felt like writing a story. Who knows? But um, I don't know. I, I, I think that these people are seeing something, but yeah, what it is, I don't know. I Wait, would have to see it myself, I guess. It boils down to, in my opinion, how many reports of it there are. One or two reports, mm-hmm. then yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it could be some or nothing, but hundreds right. of reports maybe surely yeah. not e- even if there's a, a percentage of them that are telling the truth that could still be quite a large percentage but they could have just been seeing a mirage and they wouldn't know what a mirage is well well i'd, li- they, I'd like to think by, ni- by 1880 by 1880 they might have known what a mirage was by that time but maybe they didn't know that you could see it on the ocean so you'd yeah. like to say that there is a ghost ship out there like this, like an actual ghost ship, like not a real vessel, like a real ghost ship. Yeah. 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 You'd like to think that? Me too. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I think that's just it's, the way that, you know, it's it's, just something... this is what I'm into. Of course I want to believe it. Yeah. I mean, there's just something that intrigues me about those kind of stories as well. It's, they're almost mm-hmm. sometimes fantastical. You know, the, the yes. sometimes outlandish, but it it draws you in. It makes you want to think that, yeah, definitely there could be a, a ship out there. There could be a Davy Jones's locker. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be things there like could that. Be. Yeah, he could have his heart locked away somewhere that we don't know about. Could well be. Could well be. I like that movie, by the way. It was that was, I think, my favorite of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Was it's, that one? It was. It was so well done. Is it, it that? Oh, come on! It was, his dad, it was. It, was his dad in that one? He found out it was his. Yeah, his it dad was. Um, who's Who's Orlando Bloom's character? Whoever yeah, Orlando Bloom's character, think, yeah. his, his dad was one of the crewmen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good. It one. was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and the actress that played Calypso. Loved her. She did so good. Yeah, she was. Uh, oh, she was like the voodoo kind of one, wasn't she? It's been a while since I've watched yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, but well, now yeah. you're gonna have well, to. I'll, I might. I'm certainly not gonna watch it tonight, but I might, I might watch it tomorrow. <laughs> I might watch it tomorrow. Yeah, put it on your list. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us on Instagram at hauntedstrangepod. For each of our episodes, we will be doing a post on Instagram as well. So you can head over there and check out some images for each episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Haunted and the Strange. Until next time, stay spooky. Hey going everyone, I'm Denny Boy. I'm the host of one of Australia's favourite horror podcasts, the Creepy Crap Podcast. The show is quick, it's simple, and it's Australian. The show covers a wide range of horror movies, from the good to the bad, the new to the old, and every second episode is an Australian movie, whether it be horror, exploitation, or something else, the podcast has got it all. 
And if you want to follow it, you can get it at TikTok, Instagram, Discord, and YouTube. You can get it all at one word at the Creepy Crap Podcast. I'm even on Letterboxd at Creepy Crap Pod. The show is on all the major podcast apps, so if you feel like showing some love, if you're willing, I'd love a five-star review, but no pressure. I don't know what else to say, but thanks for listening to me. Hope you check out the podcast. It's the Creepy Crap Podcast. Anyway, have a good bloody day. See you later.